Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruchem Abayim. Thanks everybody for uh, coming. Um, this week we had a little bit of a different schedule. Parshas Mishpatim. So Parshas Mishpatim is a parsha full of mitzvahs, specifically monetary law, torts. And this is the parsha in the immediate aftermath of the giving of the Torah and the Yasaras Hadibroi. So obviously these are fundamental ideas. But on the other hand, some of these halachos would seem to be only uh, situations that occur upon rare occasion. Um, but nevertheless, if we dig a little bit deeper, we will discover that the principles of Mishpatim are uh, quite fundamental to our uh, everyday life. So let's begin in the beginning of Masechta Babakama, because the Sechta Babakama is the Talmud Bavli, and the and the Tarshabal Peah on the laws of damages, and of course we know Masechta Babakama begins Arba Avos Nazikin. There are four categories of damage: Hashar, the ox, the Habar, and the pit, the Hamave. Now Mave is a bit of a mystery. The Gemara and Gimel Amud Beis and Babakama brings Machlokes Rav and Shmuel. Rav says Mave is Adam Shenemar Im Tibayon Bayu. Rav says, Mave is Adam Hamazik, the Hever is fire. Shmuel says, Mave is Shein. These are the four main categories of damage. Now, I put, I printed for you on the sheet, um, not only the words, but even the design around the word Arba'a, because I figured that would engender great simcha when you saw the traditional design around the word Arba'a. And what we're going to focus on today, and what's been catching my attention of late, is the methodology of the Mishnah. We started recently the uh, Mishnah Yoimis. We have a, a group. We learn two Mishnahis a day. If anybody wants to join our group, you could sign up on our site, RabbiDG.com. Um, you could sign up to our WhatsApp group. You have uh, you get two Mishnahis a day. Sometimes we discuss the connection between the various Masechtois, and why there's a certain number of prakim in each Masechta. And one thing I would like to focus on today is the missing word in the beginning of Masechta Baba Kama, Arba Avais Nazik, and say, which word is missing? Let us examine a similar Mishnayis in other Masechtois. In Masechta Krisois, it says, Arba Mechusare Kapara. There are four kinds of people that are lacking atonement. Okay? Actually, there's a missing word over there. Well, what missing word is over there? Let's go to a similar Mishnah in Masech Teshuos. Arba Shoimrin Hein, therefore watchmen. Shoimer Chinam, a guard that guards for free. Vahashoyal, a borrower. Noisei Sachar, a paid watchman. Vahasoichar, and a renter. Here, it doesn't just say Arba Shoimrin, Shoimer Chinam, Shal Noizach Vazachar. Arba Shoimrin Hain. It says the word Hain. Or in Masechta Rosh Hashanah, Arba Rosh Hashanim Hain. And yet in Baba Kama, Arba Avais Nazikin, it doesn't say Hain. Or in Krisos, it says Arba Machusare Kapara, it doesn't say Hain. Why in Baba Kama, in Krisos, does it not say Hain regarding damages and Machusare Kapara? And in Shvuos and in Rosh Hashanah, it says the word Hain. Who asked this question? None other than the Heilige Toysvis. Toysvis wants to know, 
why in Babakama and in Krisos does it not say Hain? Is Duchta Deloy Tani Hain, says Taisis. There are some places it doesn't say Hain. Kamai Hacha, like over here. Uve Gemara Gabe Shalish Esrei Avis Nazikin, and like the Gemara in 13 categories of damages. Uve Arba Mechusari Kapara, and the four people who are missing atonement. But says Taisis, the Is Duchta Diktani Hain, in some places it does say Hain. Kedektani Arba Shoimran Hain. It says there are four guards, like in Shvuas. Or Varba Roshishanim Hain. Now it's very important to know how to read a Taisvis. Because Taisvis is not a regular Mefarish. Taisvis will not make a comment unless he's bothered by a question. Rashi also will not make a comment unless he's bothered by something. But certainly Taisvis will only comment if there's a obvious question. What is bothering Taisvis? So what's bothering Taisvis is clear. Why in Babakama and in Krisus does it not say Hain? And in Shvuas and in Rosh Hashanah it does say Hain. In other words, why sometimes it says Hain and sometimes it doesn't say Hain? Okay, well if that's what Toysus' question is, what's Toysus' answer? Apparently Toysus is answering, sometimes yeah, sometimes no. In other words, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no um, compelling logic why the Tana sometimes says Hain, sometimes the Tana doesn't? Eh, different, different, uh, it depends on the mood of the Tana. If the Tana is in a Hainless moon, mood, he will not say Hain. If he's in a Hainful mood, he will say Hain. In other words, Toysus is saying, don't make Lomeshane. It's not really of note. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. The question is, why? Is there, is there a specific reason for it? And Toysus' answer is, no, not really. You don't get caught up. It's not really of note. That is the approach of Toysus in Baba Kama. However, Toysus in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah takes a different approach. Toysus in Rosh Hashanah says, Arba Rosh Hashanahim, says Toysus, Bechol Duchti Tani Hain. In all places, it says Hain. Kida'ashkechan Hacha, like we find over here, of a parak basu the shvuas, or in the last parak of shvuas, arba shoyim and in chulin gimel pegimaisein. In chulin we find three uh, different kinds of notches in the knife. Of a parak in ma'amidin gimel yenoisein. Of a parak kolat slamim gimel batimheim gimel avanimheim gimel ilanisein. Tosis in Rosh Hashanah says, when does the Tana say hein? The Tana always says hein. Ah, in the beginning of Baba Kama, it doesn't say Hain. Avo Baresh Baba Kama, Tanan Arba Avais Nazikin, Tani Hain. You know why? Because the truth is, the Tana doesn't really need to say what the four damages are. Shar, Bar, Mave, Hever. There's no Chiddush in what the four damages are. Everybody knows what the four damages are. So there, the only reason why the Tana listed the four damages is to get to the later part of the Mishnah, loy harezeh, kaharezeh, loy harezeh, kaharezeh. So therefore, since the four damages per se are not really novel, there's nothing uh, innovative about that, therefore, therefore, the Tana does not say hein, says, Toysis, avareish baba kama, tanan arba avais nazikin, v'loy tani hein, why? Mishum dekoi abasre, it's going on what it says afterward, koloymer, Arba Avais Nazikin Halalo, these four categories of damages, Loira Izek Rizeh, 
Beteda, the proof is, the Begemara, Beminyana, Derebchia, Reboishia, Tanihain. The proof is that in the Gemara, by the minion of Rabchia and Raboishia, it does say Hain. The proof that it, the Tana always says Hain, because later on the Gemara brings Rabchia's amount, uh, Rabchia's count of the Nazikin, and Raboishia's count of the Nazikin, there it does say Hain. And the answer is it always says Hain when the items listed are of significance, but the items of the Dalad Nazikin are not of significance, therefore it does not say Hain. So there are two approaches of Toysus and Shas. Toysus Baba Kama Dafes, Toysus Rosh Hashanah Dafes, Toysus and Baba Kama says there's no rhyme or reason, Toysus and Rosh Hashanah says we always say Hain, except for in Baba Kama when we don't really need to tell me the Nazikin. Comes one of the great all-time Mikubalim, the Ramami Pano, Rav Menachem Azaria of Fano. Actually, the name was in the news recently in Italy, the Ramami Pano is a grave site, is in um, Mantua, in Mantua, by an army base. I had the zchus to be there. There's no kever, but there's a sign. Uh, there's a sign for the Ramami Pano, and there's a sign for the Ramosha Zakuta. And for a while, there was some controversy whether they would build something there, or apparently the Italian government is uh, allowing that piece of land to remain in Jewish hands. And if I read correctly, they're going to be making some kind of Jewish museum over there. Anyway, the Ramami Pan is one of the great old-time Kobalim. And he lived in Mantua, and he was a publisher. Um, to the extent that when the Beis Yosef wrote the commentary Beis Yosef on the tour, living in Tzvas, he sent his commentary to Italy, and he commissioned the Ramami Pano to be the publisher of the Beis Yosef, Al HaTor. So the, the Ramami Pano was a very wealthy man, but he lived, um, he deprived himself of the Hanois of Oil Mazah. We once discussed, there's a big controversy whether the Ramami Pano had a beard or not, Sam Soifer writes, not, we once saw a painting of the Ramami Pano with a beard, but uh, be it as may, Ramami Pano is one of the great all-time Mikubalim, and he is not satisfied with Toysus' answer. Now, we would never be able to say this, we would never be able to argue on Toysus. The Ramami Pano was an uh, early Mikubal, and therefore he had the, uh, the capacity to say such a thing. And the Ramami Pano quotes Toysus regarding... Um, Toysus in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah and Baba Kama, Toysus points out sometimes it says Hain, sometimes it doesn't say Hain, and Toysus in Rosh Hashanah says that it always says Hain except for in Baba Kama because in Baba Kama there's no real Chiddush in listing those four Avais Nazikin. Says Ramami Pano, in my humble opinion, Toysus' answer is not sufficient. And the reason why it's not sufficient is because Toysus would not have an answer for Krisos. If really always it says Hain, but in Baba Kama it doesn't say Hain because there's no Chidush in the Avais Nazikin that are listed, then why over here does it say Arba Mechusare Kapara? Then it should say Hain. If it always says Hain except for in Baba Kama, then how do we answer for Krisus why it doesn't say Hain in Krisus? And 
the because of this question, the Ramami Pano says, he says, Umasha Hashanah, Enoi Tamasbik. Because Velesa Bimchusari Kapara, this does not apply to the Arba Mukhusari Kapara. Omnom Yafeher Gishu the Tana the Masis and Davkanahu. But one thing Tois has got right is that there is a rhyme or reason when the Tana says Haim. It's very specifically. Namely, and now we're about to learn a great principle, that the same way we know the same way, the way something is written in the Torah creates the reality in the universe. So we've learned, if the Torah does not say that Yaakov is learning in the Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, so Nobody knows he's in the Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, and Esav cannot find him in the Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever, because if it's not in the blueprint of creation, it won't be in reality. Do you remember we once learned about that? That the Torah, the words of Torah are the blueprint of creation. The reason why we're not able to see Olam Haba is because Olam Haba is not written openly in the Chumash. And the reason why Rashi says in Vayishlach, that by all the animals that Yaakov sent to Esav, it says they, he sent male and female, except by the camels, it just says he sent the mothers and their nursing young. And Rashi says it doesn't say male and female because camels are very discreet in their relations, in their tashmish. So the simple meaning of Rashi is that as a remez to the idea that camels are modest, it doesn't say male and female. But we learned just the opposite. What creates the nature that camels are discreet and modest? The fact that the Torah doesn't write male and female, that changes the biological makeup and essence of the camel. So the way something's written in the Torah creates a certain reality. Likewise, says Ramami Pano, the way something is written in a Mishnah also creates the reality of existence. The word Hain means there are. And if the Tana is going to write there are, then it will exist, it will be. And therefore the Tana will only write Hain by matters of Kedusha, because the Tana would be very happy that those entities would be extant and exist. But when it comes to matters of damage or matters of sin, the Tana is very hesitant to, to write a word that will give credence and will give stability and existence to those concepts. Therefore, by Rosh Hashanah, where the Rosh Hashanahs are days of holiness and days we perform mitzvahs, it says, Arba Rosh Hashanim Hain. It says there are four Rosh Hashanah to give stability, to give existence, to make extant the holy day of Rosh Hashanah. Furthermore, Arba Shoimrim Haim, there are four guards, says the Ramami Pano, even guards are a matter of holiness. Why? Because God is a guard. God guards Jerusalem. In Hashem, Hashem lo yishmarir. God guards the city. And therefore the four Shoimrim actually correspond to the four letters of Hashem's name. The four letters, Yudke Vavke, correspond to the four Shoimrim. Sharmachiram, Sharmasachar, Shoyal, and Soicher. And the same way the Dalit Shoimrim have only three halachas. Shoyal, Shoimer Sachar, Shoimer Chinam, and a Soicher 
it's a machloikis. Does he like a shemachinam or a shemachsachar? So it's four shemrim, but only three sets of halachas, like the letters of Hashem's name, yud k vav, and then the k, the hey, appears again. So shemrim is a concept of kedusha. So it says dalit shemrim hein. Rosh Hashanah is the concept of kedusha, but damage is a source of tuma, a source of hezek, a source of deterioration, a source of uh, impurity. And therefore the Tana does not want to say hain, because that would give havaya to damage. The Tana doesn't want there to be damage in the wor- world. The Tana doesn't want there to be havaya lenizakin. In fact, the mnemonic, the Rashi Tevos of the, the four forms of damage, of Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever, are Sivma, Sivma. That's right. Sivma is poison. Where have I heard Sivma before? In Parshas Matais, after talking about all the various cities that the Jewish people captured from Canaan, the Pasuk says, Vies Nevoi, Vies Baal Ma'oin, Musa Shem, Vies Sivma, Vayikru Veshemois Eshemois. The last, last city of all the Arei Kanani is the city of Sivma. It's the final city, the city of most concentration of Tuma, the city that epitomizes and manifests Tuma more than any other city. So that corresponds to the four forces of damage, Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever. Likewise, the Ramami Pano says, Mechusare Kapara. Also, we don't want to give credence and stability and ex- we don't want to be extant people who are lacking tahara and therefore we don't say mechusari kapara hain. Now, later on, Reb Chia and Reb Oishia, by Yud Gimel Avais and Chavdaud Avais, some Svara Meduyakim, uh, it doesn't say hain, which would come out very good because when it comes to damages, we don't want to say hain. However, even if it does say Hain, it's only a Brisa, it's not a Mishnah, and it could be the author of the Brisa was not as medactic. And those who do say, who don't say Hain, they were very exacting. And, I, but it says, Arba Misos Bezdin Hain. It says, there are four Misos Bezdin. Why there does it give credibility? Does it give Havaya to the Misos Bezdin? The answer is because any anyone who gets the Misas Bezdin says Vidoy and they get a Chelekim Olam Haba and it's considered a positive remedial type of ending and therefore it says Arba um, Misois Bezdin Heim. By the way, a little review from this week's Parsha. Let's take a little, have some trivia questions, okay? So if you want to unmute yourself, anybody know? Stam Misa Ha'amor Batar. The Torah says Chayiv Misa. What Misa do we give you? Rashi in the beginning of the parsha. Good. Who's that? Rabbi Masko? It's very good. Rabbi Waxer. Okay, excellent. Chenek. Um, Chenek is the Stam Misa Amor Batar. Now, what about if the Torah says Demehembam? Which Misa is that? Demehembam. 
The mayhem bum is skila. Shenema rogoi mirgamu oisam ba'oven de mayhem bum. From there we learn stam de mayhem bum is skila. What if the Torah says lashon of nikama? Then Rashi says nikama is besayif. That's with the sword. But anyway, the Ramami Pano says that the misos bezdin are remedial, and therefore it says hain. Bottom line is, right? That's the in Sanhedrin. Bezdin. Even though, by the way, you see our gersa does not seem to have hain. Okay. The Chassam Soifer in his Hakdama, in his Psicha, to Masechta Babakama, he says, Shema Bani Musar Avicha. Listen, my son, to the Musar of your father. Now, that's not quite the Sivma, that's Sivma with an Aleph, not Sivma with a um, Hey. Now, you could say Shar Bar Mava Eish, and then it would be exactly parallel. Shema Bani Musar Avicha, that you don't go out and uh, engage in damages of Shar Bar Mava and Ever. Now, the Chassam Seifer is also bothered by the question of why does it say, um, why, why it doesn't say Hain, and the uh, Samsoifer is bothered by another question as well. If we look at the order of the Mishnah, Shar, Bar, Maven, Hever. Why did the Tana pick this order? So Rashi says, because in Mishpatim, first it talks about the ox, and then it talks about the pit. But here's the question. Mave is Adam. Hever is Eish. And the Torah speaks about Eish before it talks about Adam Amazek. So the order is out of order. Tysus asks, But Adam is after Havara. In Parsha, we don't talk about Adam HaMazik until Parsha's Emar. So Tysus says, well, it's so far later. So regarding Adam, it's not Makbid to write it Kaseda. It's very difficult. So then say it first. Rabbeinu Tam says, well, Adam HaMazik, even though it doesn't say it per se, but it does talk about Adam as a Ganov, and therefore we could talk about Maveh before Eish. But the Chassam Soifer is uh, still troubled by this question. If the order of the Mishnah Babakama is Kaseder, that they're written in Mishpatim, then fire should go before Adam. Now, the Chassam Soifer quotes Ramami Pano. That the four kinds of damages are four kaychos of Tuma. And they're rooted in the city of Sivma, one of the Areaknani. And the Irhaktani, the the Irhaktani, which is the, the smallest one, the last one in Tuma, connected in Kedusha, is Yerushalayim. And this is alluded to in the last Pasuk in Sefer Yechezkel, Parak Mem Ches, Pasuk Lamed Hey, the Pasuk says, Saviv Shmaina Asar Aleph, Vishem Ha'irmiyayim, Hashem Shama. So here, instead of Sivma, it's Hashem Shama. So the uh, Ramami Pano says that corresponding to Sivma is Yerushalayim.
Now, says Sam Soifer, based on this Ramami Pano, that the reason why in the beginning of Baba Kama it does not say Hain is because it does not want to give stability and existence and Havaya to the Dalid Mine uh, Nezikin, this would answer the Kasha of Rashi and Toysis regarding the order of Shar Bar Mava and Hever, which we asked, a Hever, Ish, should come before Mava. The answer is, says the Chassam Soifer, the reason for the order of Shar Bar Mava and Hever is to get the Rashi Tevois of Sivma. So to get Sivma, it has to be Shar Bar Mava and Hever. It's not written Kaseder that they're in Mishpatim. It's to get this Rashi Tevois of Sivma. So it has to be Shar Bar Mava and Hever. Now the truth is Hever is before Mava. But if we write Hever before Mava, you don't have the Rashi Tevois. So you'll ask, then that's against Rashi and Toysus. Because Rashi and Toysus say it's in order. Sezach Sam Soifer, Avada Rashi and Toysus are correct. But if you just want to get a Rashi Tevois of Sivma, Sezach Sam Soifer, there's a much better Rashi Tevois to pick. Instead of picking the last city of the Arei Kanani, why don't we pick the progenitor the matriarch of all Tumah in the world, and that's the wife of Esav, Basmas, which would be Bar, Shar, Mave, Tavira. Why make a Rashi Tevois out of Sivma, go to the source, go to Basmas? She's the mother of all the Klipa. And who came first, Basmas or Sivma? Avada Basmas, so go to Basmas. The answer is, that's what Rashi and Toysis are saying. We're going in the order that the Nazikin are mentioned. Shar and Bar. Once we start with Shar and Bar, now we know we should do Sivma and not Basmas. Because at least in, in Sivma, Shar and Bar are in order. And once Shar and Bar are in order, that indicates pick the mnemonic Sivma instead of the mnemonic Basmas. That's how the Chassam Soifer learns. Chassam Soifer says, that corresponding to these koichos of Tuma, Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever, and corresponding to the impure city of Sivma, we have the holy city of Jerusalem, the city of Hashem, Shama, and all of these four forces of Tuma have a corresponding force of Kedusha. So Shar in Tuma has Shar B'Kedusha. What is Shar B'Kedusha? Shar La'oil. Be, to be an ox for the yoke, to carry the yoke of Tyra. Tyra is a yoke. It's not, it's not easy. There's a big responsibility of what to learn. There's a lot to learn. Ah, you know, I already learned today. What did you learn? I learned the Mishnah. Now I could read the newspaper for the rest of the day. I could read the Mishpacha and the Ami and the Jewish press, and the Jewish action, and the Five Towns Jewish link, and the Jewish home, and the Five Towns Jewish times. Pal, if you spend your whole day reading the newspaper, you're a mazik gomor. You're a mazik. Well, what am I doing wrong? I'm not hurting anyone. I'm lying back on my couch, I'm sipping lemonade, and I'm looking at all kinds of ads for kosher food. Pal, the biggest mazik in the world is someone who wastes time. Don't think that I'm not hurting anybody. No, in Mishle it says, somebody who is lazy is the brother of the of the mazik. And the force of Kedusha of Shar 
is enduring the yoke of the Torah. The Torah is a big yoke. There's a big responsibility to learn every day. A person has to have a, a very wide-ranging diet of Limanat Torah to learn Chumash, Nevi'im and Ksuvim, Mishnah, Gemara, Bikiyos, Ion, Halacha. Wow, that's, that's very hard. That's a big responsibility. Sure, it's a big responsibility. But that's the Kayach HaKadusha of Ashar. person has to accept upon themselves the yoke of the Torah. The Netziv would sign his name. And the Netziv in Velazhin, Velazhin's Darach Halimud was different than other yeshivas. In some yeshivas, they learned sugyas of Shas. They would learn Eidach HaNam Surim, and then they would go to Ischazek Yisura and Svek Sveika. Other yeshivas would say in the mirror, they learn straight. They learn straight. But obviously they learned Gemara. And when they got to a bigger sugya, they stopped. They shteled a little bit more. Velazhin was a different game. In Velazhin, they learned everything. Be'ion, Chumash, Mishnah, Gemara, Kala Tairakula. There's no just... They were not uh, focused specialists in certain areas. Then Etziv gave Shurim. And Chumash every day be'ion. Then Netziv gave Shuraman Mechiltan, Shiltis. Netziv was a very busy man. He signed his name, almost Ba'avoida. He's immersed in work. He had a lot of work on his shoulders. But that's the Kayach HaKadusha of Shar. That's the power of the Shar. By the way, Shar is Gematria 506. 506 is the, if you look in Anabakayach, the first stanza. Aleph Beis Gimel followed by Yud Taf Tzadi is Gematria 506. Next, Kayach HaKadusha, is Bar. One kind of Bar is an unlearned person. He uh, He's Makbid to eat gefilte fish on Shabbos. He's Makbid to have Kneidlach and challah and chicken and dessert. He's a very fine Jew. The only thing is he doesn't learn Taira, so he's a pit. He's a Bar, Bez Vav Resh. As opposed to Be'er Mayim Chayim, one who is innovative in Torah, one who is able to be a Mayon Hamizgaber, that's the Kayach Hakadusha Be'er. Then, corresponding to Mave Adam, is one who learns secrets of Torah. The word Mave comes from the root of Nivu Matzpunov to reveal the hidden treasures, and then Hever Hever Betuma is fire, and then Ha'ara. Bikadusha is is uh, illuminative in Kedusha. So these are there are forces of Tuma in this world corresponding to that are forces of Tuma. And whenever somebody tries to create major damage, they are rooted in the forces of Tuma. For instance, if you look in Parshas Vayeshev, it says Vayhi Kahayoim Hazeh Vayovay Habay Salasois Malachtoi the Ain Ish me'anshe habayis sham babayis says the Chassam Soifer me'anshe habayis sham babayis Rashi Tevois Sivma. When this Ashes Postifera was making an advance to Yosef to try to get him to uh, stumble in inappropriate behavior, she was rooted in the Kayach of Sivma. Shar bar mave hever. And by the way, the Shlach HaKadosh also, in Parshas Mishpatim, he says that the four Avos Nazikim, Shar Bar Mava and Hever, which are rooted in the city of the Kanani Sivma, 
they are drawn after the four klipois mentioned in the Pasuk. Yichavoin, Mashchis, Apoi, Chamosoi, which Avoin, Mashchis, Afen, Chema, from which emanate Bar. Bar is one kind of punishment. The four main oinshin of the afterlife. One is the Kever, the Bar, the grave, followed by Mave, which is Shane, where a person's eaten in the grave. And then, followed by Shar, which are the horns of the Satan, the Yetzirah. And then finally, Aish. We know what the Aish is in the, in the afterlife. And the, uh, the forces of impurity and damage and Oinshim in this world are rooted in Sivma, Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever. The Baharam Shif, at the end of Masech Babakama, he says that the four damagers, Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever, are really the uh, four sources of Toma in this world, which are rooted in the four major Averos that were committed by Klal Yisrael, which are Avodah Giliarayos, Gilearayos, Damim, and Gezela. Actually, Gezela is the worst of all. When, what was Shar? Shar, the Egal! Was Vayamiras Kvaidam Atavnis Shar Oichal Esav? That's Avodah Zara. The Egal was Shar. Bar Mechiras Yosef. They threw Yosef into the bar. Shvichas Damim. So Shar is Avodah Zara. Bar is Shvichas Damim. And Mave is Adam. Adam is the Chet of Adam Harishain. The Chet of the Eitz Hadas. And Hever, fire is Gilei Arayos, which refers to the sin of Baal Pa'ar, which Maram Shiv says is something that plagues the Jewish people until this day. And the various Sifrei Kodesh that we have explain that these four categories of damage not, don't only refer to torts, but also to the damage that a person can inflict upon themselves and upon others. So for example, the Magid of Mezrich, he learns in the Sefer Magid of Yaakov that the Arba, Ovois, Nazikin, Shar, Bar, Mave, and Hever, Shar is a Lashon of Habata, gazing, looking, staring, looking at the inappropriate. That is one form of way a person could damage their neshama. Hezek Haria, Ayin Hara, Bar is a stay Bar. So bar refers to someone who doesn't learn Taira. He damages himself. He ruins his neshama. It's a big mistake for a person to think, look, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not, I'm not uh, damaging anyone. I'm minding my own business, making sure to read every word of every Jewish periodical in existence. I guarantee nothing good ever came out of spending time reading that stuff. What it says in one is exactly what it says in the other. And if it says it differently in the other, it's because in both places, loy haya v'loy nivra, most of the stuff is not true. You couldn't even make up such sheker that appears in these things. Anyway, then you have shein. Shein is the hezek of achilagasa, being engrossed in eating, being engrossed in food, immersed in food. And hever is the damage of kas, the damage of anger, which we're going to uh, just speak about Briefly, the Shlach Kadosh in, descri- in describing 
the allegory of the damage of Eish, Kiseitse Eish Umatsa Koitzim. The uh, Shlach Hadash says, V'yesh b'kan remez l'eish ha-machloikes l'eish ha-kas. The fire that is mentioned in this week's parsha is uh, an allegory to the fire of strife, fighting, anger, that one has to be extra cautious that it doesn't um, go out and spread, even unintentionally, even against one's will. And then the Shlach Hadash says something really incredible. He says, you know, we think, how does a person become holy? You know, dunk in the mikvah 30 times and, I don't know, fast. Says the Shlach Kadosh, the best way to attain holiness. This is a great principle. To bring a person to Kedusha. In all matters of holiness. Don't let the Yetzirah convince you that to become holy you have to do some kind of supernatural thing. No, to gain holiness, just control your temper. Control your uh, anger. That is the greatest way for Kedusha. I guarantee you, someone who works on their kas is much more of a Kadosh than someone who goes to the mikvah every single day. The Yetzirah would love somebody to go to the mikvah every day. But forget about the Mida of Kas. More important than going to the Mikvah, because if a person is a Baal Kas, you could dunk from today till tomorrow. Your dunking is like Dunkin' Donuts. That's how good your, that's how, uh, holy your dunking is. More important to, to work on the Mida of Kas. Now, the, uh, Mesila Sisharim talks us tells us about the danger of Kas. He says there is a Ragzan about who Chazal say that someone who gets angry, it's as if he worshipped idols. Most people come Yom Kippur. The one Avera they don't think they need to do, do tshuva for is Avodah Zarah. Most people when they clap al they're not. They, they think, you know what? Baruch Hashem this year, I didn't bow down to the statue of the Buddha with the eight arms. That's one thing I'm pretty confident I didn't violate. I did not prostrate to an image, an icon of the Yoizal. Says Masil Sisharim, think again. Someone who gets angry, it's like they worshipped idols. And this is talking about somebody who set off every time something happens that's not to their liking. Um, to the point where they lose their mind, they lose their Seichel, and their Eitzah is completely eradicated. Says Masil Sisharim, someone like this, if he had the capacity to drop an atom bomb, would do so. Someone who's not in control of their anger would destroy the whole world if they had the capacity. And the reason is because their seichel does not govern their act- activities. And v'husar tam mamish. All reason has left them. You know what they're like? K'chol ha-chayos ha-torfos. They're like a rhinoceros. They're like a cobra. They're like a wild animal. So if you want to know, what do the mazikim have to do with me? The answer is a balkas is worse than a shar. A balkas is worse than an ari. The balkas is a chayot toirefes. And about such a person it says, toiref nafshoi ba'apoi. He tears his soul away from in his anger. 
And the Arizal explained this Pasuk. The Arizal was more makbid about the Avera of Kas more than any other Avera in the Torah. Even if someone got angry for a mitzvah and he said, you know why? Because other Averos a person does, okay, they sullied their neshama. Or they sullied one Aver. But when a person gets angry, they ruin the whole neshama and God has to take away the neshama and give a different neshama. And then all the mitzvahs that were done on neshama number one, they're gone. And you have to start all over. So somebody could be 80 years old and they get angry and they got to start all over. That's what it means. Toyref nafshoi ba'apoi. Even if you do tikkunim, um, everything is lost because you lost your neshama. Now the good news is that uh, the Marva Shemesh writes that even though Alidei Hakas Ne'ekar Nishmasa Mimenu, but uh, if a person does Tshuva Me'ahava, they could get it all back. But this is not a uh, process that a person wants to go through. This is not a repercussion a person wants to, uh, to have endure. But when a person gets angry, the Masil Susharm says, they would destroy the world if they had the capacity to do so. They are the greatest mazika of all. And not all, besides the fact that they would destroy the world, there is something that they do destroy. And that is they do destroy themselves. They cause their soul to be torn away. God has to give a new soul. And all the mitzvahs say, where do the mitzvahs go? I don't know, they're in a cloud. I always get nervous when I hear something's in a cloud. Because uh, to me, it's in a cloud. You ain't seeing it again so fast. You know, there are ways to get it back. There are ways to access it. But kule haiva ulai. And therefore, the Archaim HaKadosh also says likewise, kala koyes neshmosa mistalekes mimenu. And uh, a person would have to... Now look at this. The Sefer HaChinuch writes... That we know if somebody murders, they're liable to the death penalty. And if one were to ask, okay, why do we have to kill somebody who's a murderer? So perhaps we would say very simply, the person's a menace to society. The person deserves it. He took away a life. So that's the justified recompense. Or we can't have this guy walking around. The Sefer HaChinuch says... Even if someone killed an Eved, the reason why he's liable to the death penalty is because of the extreme of his Midas HaKas. Achar shehigbir kasoy al-nafshoy kolkach v'din roy v'kasherhu. Someone who allows Kas to be so blatant and pronounced, that is the justified punishment. And therefore the Sefer Hasidim gives very good advice. You know, in the world today, they say, never go to sleep angry. Nah. So, whatever they tell you in the world today, you know that the exact opposite is true. Always go to sleep angry. If you're angry, wait till the morning. Sleep on it. It might not take it away completely, but it will help a lot. The Sefer Hasidim writes, Al tevahel baruch don't be hasty to get angry. A righteous man once commanded his son before his demise 
that just as you honored me in my life, honor me after my death, and do me a favor. If you're angry, solen ka'azcha layla achas. Go to sleep on it. And in the morning, you'll see that the acuteness of your feelings of anger will subside somewhat. And therefore, Marvara Boisai, Rabbi Chanan Vasserman, in the Kovitz Mamarim, based on the above, elaborates the Pasuk at the end of Kohelas, Soif Davar Hakal Nishma. In the end of the matter, in summation, Esalekim Yura, fear God, Kizek Halha Adam. That is the entirety of man. Where Shlomo Amalch is saying, the entire definition of what makes somebody a man, a human, is fear of God. What does that mean? Why is fear of God the entirety of man? Why isn't it a feature of man, a facet of man, a detail of man? Why is it the entirety of man? And Rabbi Hanun explains as follows. We know when God created man, He said, Na'ase Adam, let us make man. Who's God talking to when He said, let us make man? There's only one God. What does it mean, let us make man? So the Zohar HaKadosh tells us that man is a composite of the whole universe, that man is a microcosm of the universe, that God turned to all of creation. He turned to the bear, and the lion, and the cobra, and the tiger, and the hyena, and the cheetah, and the boa constrictor. And he said, Rabbi I want all you guys contributing your makeup and your essence, and we're going to put it in the pot, and we're going to make man. That means man is a lion, and man is a snake, and man is a bear. You ever wonder, it says in Perky Avos, have a gibar ka'ari, be strong like a lion. What do you mean be strong like a lion? That's like telling me, um, be fast like a, a, a Boeing 747. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm a human being, I'm not a machine. So I'm not a lion. I'm not fast like an eagle. The answer is the inner strength of a lion has been endowed to man. The swiftness of an eagle has been endowed to man. Man is a composite of all of creation. And therefore, as great of a mazik that a shar is, and as great of a mazik as an ari is, Man is a much greater mazik. Imagine if uh, there was a lion on Main Street. Alright, what could it do already? How many people could it eat in one day? Five people. Alright. Then the police will come, they'll shoot the lion, and uh, it won't do it again. I mean, how many people could the lion eat already? And let's say there was a rhinoceros loose on the street. How many people are, is it going to get? But a man is much more dangerous than a lion and a rhinoceros. A man could kill six million! Because a, in a man not only has destructive ability, but it has the seichel and the dibor to carry it out. An animal will only damage intuitively, instinctively. Man could be so evil that it could plan to damage. And it could harness the entire creation to damage. And therefore, the only way to stop a lion is you need bars. You need to put it in, in a cage. And the only way to stop a rhinoceros is to put in a cage. But what cage is strong enough to harness the destructive forces in man? There is no cage in the world that is secure enough 
to guard the world against man, to guard the world against the, the evil that's latent in man. The only thing is fear of God. And if someone doesn't have fear of God, you know what they are? They're a lion and a rhinoceros and a cobra. What is the definition of man? Soif davar hakol nishma esalekim yura kizeh kol ha'adam. What gives a person the ability to overcome the koyach hahezek, which is dormant within a person, is yerashamayim. You know, you hear stories in the news, unfortunately, lately, of people who were well-known and they committed very widespread harm on community, on society, and people are surprised. Nobody should ever be surprised. (laughs) The first pitfall, the first danger in society is when these things are surprising to people. Why are they surprising? We have to know what Adam is. Adam is a shar, a bar, mave, hever. Adam has that capacity, but Adam's also tzelem aleikim. And Adam has the ability to harness all of these kaychas to be a shar, lamasa, the oil taira. And a bar to be a be'er, a mayin hamizgaber. And a ish, ish of ha'aras ha'taira. And to be megale matzpune taira. But a person has to choose Yira Shamayim to harness these Kaychais, to put them in the right way. Otherwise, man very quickly can descend into the abyss. And that is the main avoida in life, is Eshalaikim Yira Kizek Adam. To utilize the Sivma, Shar Bar Mava and Hever, Letoiv Veloy Lara, Lebracha Veloy Leklala. Okay, thanks everybody for joining us today. Wishing everyone a great day. If anybody wants to join us, 5 p.m. Arches Chaim of the Rush. 5.30, excuse me. 5.30 p.m. Arches Chaim of the Rush. Have a great day, everyone. Kaltov. Thank you very much.